Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast. With me, as always, is Derek Swistak. Hey, hey. And Aaron Fleming. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. Buenos something. This week, we are going to start our mini-series on one of our positive interdependences, probably one of the most common that you'll see in a cooperative lesson, but also one of the most common that uh, people run out of ideas. And that interdependence is the role interdependence. So what specifically are group members supposed to do in a cooperative context? So I think the most important thing is to kind of keep roles really simple, um, really clear, and make sure that they are purposeful in some way. Um, if they're really frivolous, if uh, you're not clear or they're super complex, uh, you're going to frustrate the kids that are in the group and they're not going to be sure what to do. And it's going to be tough to be accountable for those. Are you trying to tell me that timekeeper really isn't a very good role, Derek? It is a role possible, but it is, uh, it is one that uh, is probably pretty frivolous. And well, we're going to do that in our second episode. We're going to kind of like, here's some roles and let's think about whether are these simple, clear, and are they actually important? I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that roles should be dependent on the task at hand. While timekeeper in many instances may be frivolous, if you have a very time-dependent task, that can be an integral part of what the students are trying to accomplish. Making sure that your roles are appropriate, and more importantly, that your group size matches the roles. So if you run out of things for students to do, then you probably have groups that are too big. When we talk about roles, it's usually the first question that anybody asks me. You know, I think we associate, if we say, hey, I've got my students working in groups, and they say, oh, well, what roles do you have? remember roles are it's a part of interdependence and i believe we have nine different types of interdependence but roles i think certainly are the one that we probably most closely associate with cooperative learning and probably some that we we have probably even become accustomed to using quite often so i think it's probably the the, the easiest one to dig into to uh to help create that interdependence yeah for sure i think that uh teachers naturally gravitate towards these. And um, it's one that I think it's easy to come up with two, um, coming up with three and making them not be too frivolous or making them not feel overbearing or, or underbearing, underbearing. I don't, I don't know if that's a word, but that's okay. Um, is, is it can be kind of tough. Um, and I think that that is, I think whatever works for you and for your students um, when you when you poll and survey your students, like seeing what actually works for them, trying a bunch of different kinds of roles and seeing for the tasks that are at hand, seeing what's most appropriate for, for your subject area, for the students that you have, um, for your classroom community. Really important. Should students be allowed to pick their own roles within a group? I mean, the research seems to dictate that they should get good at all of them. So you you would maybe start with one role and then you, you're just rotating within that. Um, you know, you wouldn't want somebody to always be, I'll go back to timekeeper, always be the timekeeper. Uh, <laughs> we'll evaluate next episode whether that is something that we really think is important. It might be. It might be really important. I actually saw um, a lesson just the other day that where that was a very important role and it had a... Uh, it probably was more important than most of the other roles, actually. 
So that reminds me of our discussion of the structured academic controversy where we required the students to perspective shift. So they were on one side of an issue and then it switched to the other. So the same way that we want to make sure our students get good at all the different roles that are assigned. So we rotate throughout a lesson or throughout a series of lessons to make sure everybody has experience doing all the parts. Well, and I, and I think at the end of it, you're both spot on at the end of it, it's up to us to process with students and give them that feedback and have them give each other some of that feedback, do some, do some self-assessment. Like how well did I do at these, you know, how well did I do in this role today? And then maybe how, how would I do in, you know, my partner's role tomorrow if we flip flop, you know, I know when I do certain types of activities, Adam, you, you talked about, you know, certain activities are going to dictate certain types of roles I know that when I do vocabulary activities with my students, I tend to have some, some similar roles, but I do rotate them and whether or not it's on a daily basis, like if we're going to do three straight days of vocabulary instruction where I'm going to have kids, you know, a group of three each day, you get a different one. Or if it's, you know, 20 minutes in, we're going to switch and then, you know, talk about, Hey, when, when I was the, um, you know, the, the reader or the conversation starter in our vocabulary activity today, I saw that you did this. And I think next time I'm going to try to do that because it really helped me. So it's just that processing out that you have to do with kids to, to get them, you know, not just to look at the academic content, but look at, you know, how well did I do my role? How well did I contribute to the whole, uh, you know, of the activity? And I think that speaks right to the heart of the philosophy of collaborative learning, right? Like we are trying to make people better at skills that are not necessarily in our academic areas. And I think that's something that high school teachers and junior high teachers probably struggle with the most, probably high school teachers the most, um, is that, you know, like we expect kids to have gotten to a certain point and um, that is not necessarily true. And, you know, given the fact that they are just walking hormones at this age, right? Like it is uh, far more difficult, even if they did have those skills to kind of put those aside for a minute and uh, concentrate and focus in on how to be a really good collaborative team member. And as we talk about using cooperative learning, not just to increase academic proficiency in our students, but also to teach you those cooperative skills that moving forward, when you don't have a Mr. Fleming or you don't have a Mr. Swistak building an activity for you, uh, you get out into college and your study groups or forbid a job, you can recognize what roles are appropriate to a task. You can say, you know, I know that my strengths are lie in this because I've tried all the different parts. So here's a place where I can be most useful to my team. You know, taking those those strengths and those strategies and that self self-awareness and taking that into the real world. Because we won't always have Mr. Fleming staring down at us. Well and Derek, you've said that for the longest time and and I've heard you I've heard you say things. I mean, of course, how important it is to have me around. I know you've always said that, Derek, but if but in all seriousness, I've heard you you use the example of, you know, your former students that have come back to you and talked about, you know, they're in college and, you know, of course, they're they're in a big lecture type class and they they have an assignment, they have a big test coming up. They don't have necessarily the the access to their their professor that they, they might have. So they're forming study groups on their own. And, you know, I've heard you talk about students giving you feedback, like, Hey, I was able to go, you know, lead my study group and develop that, you know, interdependence. And 
really do a good job of managing those interactions because I had that experience in your class. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to touch on, but that, that's always a powerful story for me. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, it, it speaks to trust and leadership, right? Like if you, you know, these are skills that we think people people think are just naturally born with. And that's not true. Like you can develop these skills. And what I always try to talk to my students about is like, what I want you to be able the, the way that we learn in this class is not necessarily the way that you're going to learn when you go into college or when you're studying for um, the bar or whether you're studying for a mechanics license or whatever you're studying for, you're going to need to rely on other people. You're going to need to know how to be a good independent learner, but you need to know how to be a good collaborative learner too. And, um, you know, these are skills that we're giving you the opportunity to practice over the long haul that are going to make you just such, such an invaluable member of whatever you decide to do. And even if that's work, you know, for yourself, which a lot of people now are doing, it seems, is that we're trying to be more entrepreneurial um, in what they do. With that, I think we've got a good pausing spot. Next week, we are going to go through a number of different roles. As Derek talks about, we're going to do it boggle style. Uh, and he'll explain what that is, but I'll leave that little teaser for you if you're, if you're a fan of Boggle. But until next week, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons license, copyright 2022. Theme music, courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.